Welcome to the Park Road Podcast for May 22nd, 2016. Today's podcast is a sermon given by Amy Jacks Dean, co-pastor with Russ Dean at Park Road Baptist Church. Her sermon today is entitled, The Spirit Working in Real Time. So last week was Pentecost, where the Holy Spirit blew into the gathering of the faithful and set them on fire and made them clap for us as sermon. I've now seen everything. He said that he would start an applause for me today, but don't worry, I, I'm secure. And I'm not sure this sermon is worthy. <laughs> But this week, we have Jesus with his farewell discourse, his parting words, if you will. Keep in mind, they, the listeners, are clueless. This only makes sense in hindsight. But his parting words are words of assurance that no matter what, they will never be alone. And out of all of this, the church came up with the doctrine of the Trinity. Traditionally, we refer to this as Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Or as I pointed out last week, sometimes it's the Holy Ghost. When the Holy Ghost shows up, something powerful happens. But... You know how the hymn put it, we've already sung it this morning, God in three persons, blessed Trinity. But it is confusing, isn't it? When I visited India 25 years ago, one Hindu man struck up a conversation with me about religion. He was noting that we only worship three gods instead of the 330 million that his religion promoted. No, I explained to him, we just have one God, not three. But he knew all about the Father, and he knew all about the Son, and he knew all about the Holy Spirit, and no matter how much we talked, he was convinced that we had three gods. And honestly, by the end of the conversation, I was about convinced with him. How does this work? No matter what language we attach to it, the traditional Father, Son, Holy Spirit, or the gender-neutral formulations such as parent, child, companion, I take language very seriously. I don't talk about language much, but if you pay attention, you will notice that I am very, very careful in how I refer to God. Almost never unless I'm reading someone else's word, do I refer to God as Father? I just don't. God is God. And if I have to talk in Trinitarian language, you will not hear me spouting the formula Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You will hear me saying Creator, Redeemer, Sustainer as ways that I understand this threeness of God. But because we pair things off in these threes, it's easy to fall into the trap of understanding God as only three. 
But God is one. But this whole three business might have something to do with the power of three. There's a Norwegian proverb that says, all good things come in threes. Alice McKenzie is a commentator, and on this text, she tells the story of a two-year-old little girl who was cared for by her father, her mother, and her grandmother. Those were really the only three people in the little two-year-old's life that had shown her love unconditionally, had cared for her every minute of those two years of her living. They were always there for her. And one evening, while her father was preparing dinner, he opened the oven door and turned his back for only that brief and dreaded second to turn around at the cries of his daughter who had used that one dreaded second to place her hand on the open, hot oven door. The burn was severe enough to head straight to the emergency room. And as the little girl was on the gurney while the doctor bandaged her hand, the father and the mother and the grandmother did what they do. They stood around her and hovered over her, all three of them together. With her eyes tightly shut, they noticed that her mouth was moving. She was repeating something over and over and over to herself. And as they leaned in closer to hear what she was saying, they could tell she was just whispering, Mommy, Daddy, Grandma, Mommy, Daddy, Grandma, Mommy, Daddy, Grandma. The commentary writer notes, that we would do well to take a page out of this two-year-old's playbook. She also notes that it explains a lot about how the church came up with this doctrine. We are inclined to think in threes, and she notes that we would do well to find ourselves eyes tightly clenched, whispering, There is a completeness in threes. She goes on to make her point with this paragraph. Fortunately, she says, three seems to be the easiest number to remember. The rule of three is a principle that suggests that things that come in threes are inherently funnier, more satisfying, and more effective than other numbers of things. Audiences and readers are more likely to consume information presented in threes, like the slogan, go, fight, win, to three-part dramas, beginning, middle, and end. Many things are structured in threes. A series of three often creates a progression in which the tension is created, built up, and finally released. Similarly, adjectives are often grouped in threes to emphasize an idea. Then we read the three little pigs, 
three billy goats gruff, Goldilocks and the three bears before we eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner with a knife, fork, and spoon. We hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil, despite the fact that we are threatened by lions, tigers, and bears. We play rock, paper, scissors, and we enter into life, lock, stock, and barrel. Our goals are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And we count on the judicial, legislative, and executive branches of government to assist us in this pursuit yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Because we cherish our government of the people, by the people, for the people. We live a hop, skip, and a jump from snap, crackle, and pop. Our journey of life has a beginning, a middle, and an end. On the journey, we encounter lights that may be red, yellow, and green. Our motto for the past, the present, and the future is ready, set, go, just do it. I wish I could take credit for that paragraph, but it was hers. She concludes this power of three that the poet Robert Frost said it this way. In three words, I can sum up everything I've learned about life. It goes on. But God is one. Or God is way more than three. Using today's text as support, this Sunday is labeled Trinity Sunday by the church. Some committee came up with that years ago. It's fine. But what I hear in this farewell discourse by Jesus is not so much the third piece of a Trinitarian puzzle as an announcement about how God works in the world. God works as an advocate. I love that. And I love that that is how that is translated in the text. On this Trinitarian Sunday, I am finding myself wondering if we hold the power of the Spirit within ourselves. Each and every time we act on behalf of God, each and every time we imitate Jesus, and each and every time we serve in the role of advocate for another, it's as if we are taking part in the very nature of God. Perhaps we are that third piece of Trinitarian language every single time we work as an advocate. That makes God way more and three. Don't hear me wrong. I am not God. And neither are you. But we function as God's advocates, making God many. When we sit, when we sit bedside of the sick and dying, when we catch the tears of those who are hurting, when we speak up for the oppressed, when we grow and harvest food for the hungry, when we gather books so that children can improve their reading, 
when we write to our government officials to express our desires that all of God's children be treated with dignity and respect, when we hold space with those who are worried or afraid or grieving, on those occasions we are participating in the work of advocacy. We are multiplying God. And I think it could be argued that those are the very moments that Jesus was describing when he bid the disciples goodbye with these words. When the advocate comes, whom I will send to you from God, the spirit of truth who comes from God, this spirit of truth will testify on my behalf. You also are to testify because you've been with me from the beginning. You see, I'm not making this up. You also are to testify, which simply means you also are to serve the role of advocate. So I think it's safe to make the leap that as Jesus was preparing to leave them, he gave them to one another to advocate for one another making this third piece of the Trinity us. For the months before my father died, he found himself in the hospital a good bit. Lots of systems were not working well, and they were working against each other. He was an emotional and tender-hearted man behind what could be referred to as a gruff exterior. When it was my turn to keep watch with him, we never left him alone, bless his heart. I'm sure he would have loved some peace and quiet, but 24-7 we kept watch. And when it was my turn to keep watch with him, there would inevitably come a moment in the quiet of the night when he would say to me, I was interested that Russ and I didn't talk about this when he asked what would your final words be. These were some of my father's final words. So when it was my turn to keep watch with them, there would inevitably come a moment in the quiet of the night when he would say to me, I'm going to be fine. Just take care of your mama. You hear me? I said, take care of your mama. Yes, sir, I would reply. I know he said the same thing to my brother and to my sister when they kept their watch. He would tear up and his voice would crack, but with great assurance of faith and conviction of heart, he was giving us to her in his place. I sometimes think he did not know what he was asking of us. He would have no way to know how long she would have to live without him and how feeble she would become and how dependent. But every single time my sister takes her to the doctor and learns again how to manage her Parkinson's medication so she can walk throughout the day, my sister serves as her advocate. I'm going to be fine. Take care of your mama. 
And every time my brother delivers a hot, nutritious meal and pours her insure over ice so that she can keep her weight up, he serves as her advocate. I'm going to be fine. Take care of your mama. And every time I call just to talk about the weather or what the boys are up to, I serve as her advocate to keep her mind musing on the things of life. I'm going to be fine. Take care of your mama. My father's farewell discourse reminds me of what Jesus was trying to say to his disciples. I'm going to be fine. Take care of your mama and her sister and her brother and their children and your friends and your acquaintances and your co-workers and your extended family and your neighborhood and your church family. I'm going to be fine. Just take care of all of the people everywhere. Take care of each other. Advocate for one another. On this Trinity Sunday, I have caught a glimpse of how the Spirit works in this world, in us, with us, through us, right here, right now, in real time. May it be so. Amen. We invite you to learn more about Park Road at parkroadbaptist.org. Park Road is a progressive faith community located in Charlotte, North Carolina, encouraging independent thought, community service, social justice, and interfaith understanding. Today's podcast was produced with production help from Hugh Ashcraft, Brian Smith, Bruce White, and Rich Dower. Our theme music was composed by Brandon Michael Williams. Thanks for listening today. Grace and peace to you.